0: Oh, it's All started. right,
1: we are on the air. Sesh, are we on the uh, air by you?
0: We are almost on the air. I, just
1: <laughs>
0: have to change. I have to change the the category of the stream.
1: No worries, uh, no worries.
0: Watchmen, F1, uh, I guess that's it. Could you do a better Watchmen F1? That's just what I'm calling it. And then um, talk show was a, talk shows and podcast is a category. Spoilers is another category. All right. All right.
1: And for everybody out there hearing us on audio right now. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's it really. Um, we're about ready to go.
2: you want to do the intro while we're setting up
1: oh no 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 we should wait till uh till till the on stream uh on on stream intro okay make sure everybody sees it at the same time
0: i am recording and we are also live
1: now all right all right so (laughs) so okay in five four three two and one hello all you spry tubers and twitchers out there welcome to the could you do it better podcast where filmmaker gamer extraordinaire and behind the scenes awesomeness known as sesh and the writing and directing sensation known as maria discuss popular television shows and movies and answer the always controversial question of could you do it better Today, we are taking on Damon Lindelof's The Watchmen television series, as inspired by Alan Moore's graphic novel. And as for me, I'm Jonathan, and unlike our two experts, have no industry experience whatsoever. In other words, if you've got an eye for talent like Abar, you look like, I look like the bleach you keep in your trunk. (laughs) Ooh, all right. Almost got through that right. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> take one. Oh, wait, we're podcasting.
1: <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back. Oh, good to see you, Sesh.
2: Good to see you too. It's been since the holidays. It really has. It's been a while. So, um, I'm glad that we got into the Watchmen.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Very exciting show. Uh, what do you guys think? We just jump right in.
1: Yeah, sounds good, let's do it.
2: All right, um, my first question. Oh,
1: uh, I guess before, I'm sorry to sure. cut you off, but before <laughs> we, uh, we ask the questions, how we're gonna set this up is we're gonna start uh, basically with questions about episode one, the pilot itself uh, from the series. Um, for the replay on the video, uh, we'll have some spoiler alert warning uh, that you can skip all the way down to uh, basically where we're going to discuss, uh, whether, uh, we believe you should watch the show as a viewer. Um, but for the rest of this until then, uh, this will have, uh, spoilers as we are talking about the show and what we would do better in the show. So that's it. Spoiler warning. Yes. All right. Go ahead. So,
2: okay. So our first, could you do a better question is this, uh, Let's begin. What were sister Knight and Judd thinking with the ranch battle that kind of threw me when I saw that they <laughs> seem to have had a high, you know, tech experience and equipment. And I just don't get why they would risk their lives to, and the police force running into the seventh cavalry ranch without a plan. And, and all they have is their night owl ship, which why would they bring a ship? I don't know. Um, in that situation, Could you have done it better? Let's start with Sesh.
0: (laughs) Well, are you asking about the battle or why they did it? Because I think they definitely wanted to hit things because that that makes them feel better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Who needs thinking when we're fueled on propane, testosterone, and Brondo energy drinks? It's got the electrolytes plants crave.
2: I I was just in shock. I, I had nothing to say about that battle. I just I'm like what? And they're doing this why? I don't know. So could you have staged the battle better? Let's begin with Sesh.
0: So <laughs> they were definitely surprised which I thought was surprising because they were a armed dangerous terrorist group. <laughs> so I mean my idea is less exciting uh one you scout the place more you figure out what's there two Mm -hmm. snipers i would say they definitely needed snipers they could be sniping from a spaceship maybe that could just hover around (laughs) they'd be covered (laughs) they could have done so much (laughs) with that so much more than chasing down and burning and a plane at close range i it blew my mind (laughs) the plane was so bad (laughs) i mean they could have flown in close they could have gassed the place um like a crop duster and had in and sniped off anyone that tried to run away then they they could have used trink darts they could have used uh, gassing the place with something that would just put everyone to sleep then they would have uh, had all the suspects they needed alive for any of their questions it's a better plan and like it still could have been exciting as far as like movie drama like cinema like action scenes go um but yeah I I don't know maybe the baddies still could have like uh, shot down and crash landed the, the ship but I think they would have just had a better start to get The baddies, if they had just thought about it and used distance and used their brains a little bit more. But I mean,
2: punching things is fun. (laughs) That was a good answer. What about
1: you, Yoni? Uh, So, uh, (laughs) I mean, really, Sash? You know, if you're if you're saying that going all willy-nilly with a frontal assault with a three-person team through a cattle pasture to infiltrate a heavily fortified location (laughs) by extremely well-armed and dangerous cop-killing domestic terrorists (laughs) without doing any advanced scouting is a bad plan, then doggone it, (laughs) I don't know what a good plan is. <laughs> I do. I
2: do. Scouting.
1: <laughs> <No. laughs> Honestly, as, as Sesh said, uh the the best battle plan here is just to avoid the battle in the in the first place. You know, I know tempers are are running hot, a police officer got shot, but proper procedure here should be surveilling each of the people and vehicles at this location, you know, tracking them finding all of their contacts and associates along with any handoffs they have, and then you can arrest them in broad daylight in public uh, when the police have uh, the numbers in their favor, and it's on their own terms. You know, you can find out far more information, including any additional members or chain of command, communication, networks, meeting places, and then uh, you can go ahead and take uh, them down safely and easily, you know, one by one in a series of of coordinated arrests, but that's not a battle plan. And that's no fun. Um, (laughs) uh, So instead, if I'm the sheriff, I'd be so upset with Panda's delays and improving use of weapons, getting my man shot. I'd make Panda get into a giant cow costume wearing a Rorschach mask. That's right, that's right. Forget the Trojan horse. We're talking Tulsa cow here. Wow. Those 7th cavalry would be so confused what this giant Rorschach cow is doing in their pasture. They'd be forced to bring it inside where Panda would drop out with the flamethrower and barbecue those cavalry up like the one-man beast of a commando unit he is while the air support rains down fire and brimstone on their corpses. Game, set, match.
0: Wow. Okay. I like the accent too. Are you saying the cows, the black and white spotted cows were picked specifically because they look like
1: Warshak? Oh, oh, that is, that is a good question. And see, this is, this is why I'm not an expert <laughs> uh, because I never would have picked up on that. But you know what? That actually makes sense. Uh, my bet would be that uh, that Damon Lindelof uh, planned it. That would be my guess. It, it yeah. just makes sense.
2: Yeah, so, okay guys, my um, battle was way later than yours, um, my plan was just to put tiny microphones on everyone, <laughs> and you know, maybe have some people pose as cavalry, since nobody has seen their faces, that that was it, it was, it was a cold war, a cold war was my plan.
1: <laughs> Long drawn okay. out, over decades. It okay. worked so well in the comics.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. So let's vote whose new battle plan was better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start with the clear winner here. Mine. Do you guys think mine was better? Who's going to vote for mine? I'm not even voting for mine. <laughs> it's not a battle. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. All right. Next. So Maria got zero votes. All right. So <laughs> who is gonna vote for? <laughs> Who's voting for Sesh? Sesh's
1: battle. Se- sesh's was I... pretty good. I like Sesh's. I did. I, I did. did. I like the. I like the sleeping agent. I like the. Yeah. I like the nerve gas.
2: For for actual battle plan, I would vote for Sesh's. I mm, think mm, I think hers was the best. Mm, mm, but for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I'm voting <hiding> yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yoni. Yoni, yours was the most entertaining.
1: <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Cold war is good too.
2: <laughs>
1: what about? I'm
0: in for the cold war, so we get more episodes. Oh, there
1: we oh, go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wait, did
2: I just win? I think you might have. You might have. Funny. All right so next let's go to the next question um all right uh it was a very intense moment when angela was uh in the class teaching the baking and a kid asked uh racist had a racist remark so my question is could angela have handled the racist kid's remark better in the classroom what would you have said um Sash. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm a little too snarky to be a teacher. I just want to preface <laughs> it with that. <laughs> okay. Um, but assuming, you know, uh, what was it called again? For, uh, red fordations? Yeah. Yeah. Red uh, yeah. Uh, assuming Redfordations are reparations for the first event we see in this episode and maybe any living people from that. Uh, rather than the police thing, White Knight, because that was just all police, or maybe it's for some other thing that hasn't even been touched on yet in the show. Uh, Her excuse me was the knee-jerk reaction that totally gave that little troll the reaction he wanted. Obviously, you don't feed the trolls, but I probably would have given another bad answer, or at least I know what I would have been thinking. Uh, Something along the lines of, of course, I paid for my bakery on my own hard-earned money. You should assume people without white male privilege work harder (laughs) than your parents. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'd be a terrible teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or maybe something, but maybe uh, I would have said something a little more PC, like, uh, of course, I paid for my own savings. As an adult, you might learn how to save your own money, too, one day. Oh, I, I love messing with little jerks. I, I I would not have a good moment, but I would still try to throw in a little something. It, it would not be a true teaching moment like it probably should be. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, uh, little jerks, they're so fun to mess with. <laughs> All
2: right, okay. So Jonathan, um, how would you respond?
1: Um, so un- unfortunately, uh, based on the child's demeanor, Um, and his stance in general when going ahead and responding. There really isn't a a perfect response or comeback here. Um, And the reason for that is because the mind of the child is already made up. No matter what Angela says, the child has already decided the answer to his own question. And that's the entire crux of the issue here. I mean, personally, uh, I found this to be a tremendous use of symbolism in framing racism and hatred in the world as it typically comes from assumptions that show an often childlike understanding of an issue and stating those assumptions as fact. In these situations, they arise more often than one might think. And not just through more traditional racial, religious and gender biases, which of course there are, uh, but through more general economic, professional or aesthetic biases as well. Um, For example, uh, hearing who did you know or who did you do Uh, to get that job, or did your mommy and daddy buy that for you, or just because you did blank, you think you're one of us, you can never be one of us. Those are all things that I'm sure many of us have indeed heard at some point in our lifetime, if you haven't heard of, of just outright racism. And they're all based on assumptions that can be quite hurtful as they instill a notion that you're undeserving of whatever achievements or wealth attain in life and in some more extreme cases, undeserving of life itself. As such, we being human, uh, we tend to act in one of two ways. Uh, The first being with anger or emotion. And unfortunately, that reaction typically is used by the perpetrator to reinforce their beliefs that either you're violent or an animal or subhuman, or that maybe the truth hits too close to home. And the second, is by retreating inward, staying silent, trying to ignore it, trying to be the better person, which unfortunately leads the perpetrator to believing that they can treat you as inferior and walk all over you while you're left hating yourself by your own inaction. But there actually is a third option here, and that's by simply not playing their mind games. You can do that by pointing out that the answer is simply a no-win answer, or you can do it by being as transparent as possible. As such, my answer would have been, would it matter one way or the other? To be successful at any endeavor, it takes hard work and effort. Just because someone gives you something doesn't mean you'll be successful at it. And just because nobody has given you a thing doesn't mean you can't be successful. Money comes and money goes, but your heart, your will, and your determination will stay with you for good and for bad. In the end, when you have an opportunity, you need to make the most of it. And I do hope that when you get your chance to make the most of it, as I have.
2: Oh, that's really nice. That's
0: so much more eloquent than what I said. That is really beautiful.
2: That was much more sane than the one I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: Oh. you.
0: Thank you. Kick <laughs> him off the show. It's too much. We can't be that serious and accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I don't know what you I was thinking. Oh, really? oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Like thank that. you. I, I try. I try. Of course, you you beat the person after school. But, but I mean, come on. <laughs> that's you what you say. Yeah, that's what right you say in front of the kids and teachers.
0: Just did two teaching moments there. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: two.
2: two. <laughs> one in class, one after class. <laughs> so okay, all right. This is how I would approach it. <laughs> um, okay, so come to my level. <laughs> it, it meanders. Okay, so, so I think she could have asked him what he thought of redfordations. You know, what does the concept of reparations mean to him? and then and you know hear him out and if he said that something like oh his dad told him reparations were just a way of black people mooching off the working man um i would use that as an opportunity to break down the stories of some of the individuals who were once wealthy and then murdered by their own government and how far that set the black minority back okay then i would give an analogy the kid could understand such as If he worked hard every day to make his dad proud of him by getting good grades in school and then one day the teachers get upset because you are doing too well and they want other kids to do better than you, then fail you even though you were trying and then expelling you and claiming you are a big cheater and liar, then sending you home to face your dad. Now, this is it. Your dad believes all the teachers because they make up evidence to damn you. Now it will take the rest of your childhood and adult life to win back your dad's trust. Only when you are 50 years old, does the trust come out, truth come out, and the school apologizes. Sadly, your dad has died and you will never get the relationship you once had back. You also were never able to go to a good school and get a real education because of what they did to you. So now you work at McDonald's and yet, the school is offering to pay you your red fredations of $500. Do you feel like a mooch? Do you feel like that even made up for what happened to you? No, no. Okay.
1: no, 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 shame, Popping. no, shame to anybody working at McDonald's right now. <laughs> we might have just lost the sponsor. Oh, I don't
0: want them, that's okay. Oh, wait, they got Chipotle. No, we want them. <laughs>
1: Well that was I'm saying that was beautiful. That was was... (laughs) Tell the (laughs) kid. And when your daddy's dead
2: (laughs) I mean I'm just trying to speak to their perspective, you know? It's
0: great. I am gonna change all the tone of my answers from here on out. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the pace. <laughs> Just try to be funny. We got this. I'm gonna give short and sweet answers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get into it. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that was that was phenomenal. Oh, okay. That was Thank that, was, that was solid. That's that was great. solid.
0: That was solid. Can we vote on these answers too? Oh sure. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah, there you go. You won. Yeah, I I agree. I
0: agree. I agree. agree. Yours is great, great too, but I like that she's
2: like, do you feel like a mooch? Do you feel like a mooch now? That's great. I love it.
0: Yes.
2: Okay, all right. So um, now, from a story slash directing perspective, could this first episode have been made better, or was it pretty phenomenal? Um, Sesh, do you have any improvements or thoughts?
0: Okay, so now that we're coming to me as a director, rather than uh, what sassy ass thing would I say to someone. uh, (laughs) um, Actually, yeah, like this, uh, it was really great. Overall, it was hard to find bits I would have done different in any way. Um, uh, I think when we... uh, get into the negative. I I mean, no, I want to go into the positive a little bit. Like, I do really, really love the opening and just so much of it. I was super captivated immediately by all the characters, all the happenings, everything that was very familiar with, uh, I'm just calling it our timeline versus like the timeline in this. And it's, it's really amazing. I'm just, it's, it pulls you in really quick and it does it really artfully with so few words. Um, uh, but okay, so this is what i think i would change i think when we meet uh ozy mandez that's that's him right like from the movies from the comics um
1: um, you know. um possibly Maybe, but yeah 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 I think, <laughs> I think
0: it is um uh i liked his scenes fine and they were all well done well acted and everything was like really great about them but i felt like they needed context uh for Anything. (laughs) They didn't feel out of place due to like the slow calmness of what the daily routine for a long, wealthy, long-lived wealthy man is. Maybe it was like the placement of it in the episode or the specifics that didn't fit great. I think we just needed to see the relevance by the end of the episode as why we met him. Like maybe some kind of mention of him before meeting him or a stronger like button that to to end his scenes on that would have helped a lot and um i i think i do question whether like we needed to see him in this episode at all and i'm really leaning towards no like at this time it feels like he has no relevance to the story and it feels like a mention of him would have been better than us actually meeting him. And it felt very out of place, not pacing wise, but just actually story structure wise, which is something slightly different. Like I wasn't bored with it. It didn't, it didn't really distract me from all the other amazingly captivating stuff that was going on, but it was just something, eh, that was the only thing I could really pull out. That was a little, I think I would have done it different. Mm
2: that's a good
1: point yeah no I think it's uh i I think it's a really good point um I mean uh for uh, uh really I'm gonna say almost the same thing that uh, <laughs> that's said here um i I thought the episode was absolutely fantastic um that opening scene depicting the Tulsa massacre was beyond phenomenally done um, as it instantly felt as the viewer That you were there within that time and place, seeing that carnage unfold around you. And, um, you know, may I just say, there were several times throughout the episode, including the end of that opening scene, where I just had to marvel uh, at at the beauty of the cinematic shots. I mean, uh, the young boy standing holding a baby draped in a bloody American flag and looking back at the burning Tulsa. And then again, um, you know, they bookended those shots, uh, you know, uh, near the end of the episode where the sheriff is leaving at sunset, you know, to his own untimely demise. Just just mm-hmm. gorgeous shots. Um, is like paintings or storyboards come to life. Um, as for the making uh, of the first episode better, I mean, uh, really, I think it was pretty perfect as it was. Uh, but I, I do agree with Sash that the scene, Uh, with the wealthy older man, who may or may not be Ozymandias, um, (laughs) did did seem out of place for the episode. And for any new viewers to the Watchmen universe especially, who might not have had any additional context, this scene likely came off as just very confusing. Um, That said, for the viewers already familiar with the universe, this scene was 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 really an intriguing throwback, um, and it would lead to a number of fan theory discussions. Uh, this is throughout the the series, um, so overall, the scene probably could have been either placed better or introduced better. Um, but considering the meaning behind the scene and arc, it actually makes sense. It's sort of out of place. It. Belongs there. And I'll give a nice little wink to all the fans back at home and viewers, uh, because you know what I mean. Um, All (laughs) in all, though, uh, it it really was a great episode. And uh, I was really looking forward to the next one at this point. Yeah,
2: I mean, I also, I love the show so far. I thought it was amazing. It was so rich with um, intriguing storylines, mystery and Easter eggs that seem ripe with meaning um, that I can, you know, kind of think over over time. Um, I appreciate that they're tackling racism in a really creative way, yet it's also real. Um, I would give it a 10. I I thought, I thought... (laughs) If I could taste the show, I would say it had all the flavors of a perfect dish. Historical (laughs) and present day relevance, uh, mystery, rage from injustice, touching emotion, witty dialogue, purposeful cinematography, and not to mention the music. Um, I got an overall sense that the story is going to take me on a journey that was carefully and thoughtfully laid out by the filmmakers.
1: Yeah, well said. Well said. There's there's a reason you've done this before, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think I think we're all doing pretty good. We?
1: We're doing pretty <laughs> All right. Pat right. Ourselves on
2: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I think I agree. Like
0: I, I think I originally said like eight or nine, but just thinking about it more, it's like, no, it's like a nine or ten on this episode, and, and if like it sticks to like this quality for the series, it's just gonna be a nine or a ten in totality. Like I I cannot get over how cool all of the costumes are. Like I'm already completely obsessed they're all amazing and the super fantastic music is just really stuck in my head and it's just so it has like a throwback quality but also feels futuristic and different to it which reminds me almost more so of like a lot of the 80s music where they try to make future music but it like captures that perfectly which is it's Pretty amazing. I'm so excited to start the next episode and finish the series like already like I'm very very excited for it Like this it has my confidence in it
1: Yeah, no um, uh, For me if we're if we're rating it uh, this episode was a uh, was a solid a you know bordering on a plus I mean they're writing directing, you know cinematography and and really, it stayed true, um, at least in my opinion, to the comic universe uh, that this uh, show was inspired off of, and uh, and he made it his own. Um, so for me, yeah, that's that's a you know 9.5 nine point five, bordering on a ten. It's a great show.
2: Agreed. I said ten. Really well done. Yeah.
1: All right. So one uh, final um, question to leave everybody with, and this is where. Uh, I guess the spoilers uh, end, so for everybody not listening to our show uh, and you hear me saying this, uh, please listen uh, Listen now, uh, because now we will go ahead and, and do a review of should you watch The Watchman? Um, so The Watchman pilot, uh, for those who don't know, um, I'm, I'm sure most of you do, uh, but The Watchman pilot, it was met with a great deal of controversy. Uh, especially uh, with regards to the 7th Cavalry's uh, adoption of the Rorschach mask um, and the episode's focus on racial divide. Um, Some critics of the show, uh, they've even gone on to say that the episode and series as a whole is pushing um, a liberal agenda. Uh, And I guess the question is, what is your take on this? And overall, do you recommend watching The Watchmen?
2: So do you want to start us off? I can, yes. <laughs> I, we're going to
0: rotate this, where I'm going last next time and oh, okay. middle of the time after. We can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we
1: can rotate it for this oh, yeah. one.
0: That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <No>, OK. <laughs> I already have my page all lined up. go based on notes, and so I do have my notes. And yeah, I could go right now. <laughs> I, I, This is my longest answer, so I feel less bad about it. <laughs> Uh, So I'm very interested to see where taking the Warshak's mask and making it their symbolism plays into things. Because from what I remember of the movie and the comic, yes, I read the comic, is that he would be vehemently against 99% of everything Calvary. Even though he probably would be totally in for killing corrupt cops. Yep. Uh, my knee-jerk reaction is to be upset he's being used like that since he was such a powerful and probably my favorite character from The Watchmen we knew before this show. But waiting to see how it plays out before being an angry nerd about it is the path I'm I'm choosing with this. Um, as for the liberal agenda,
3: which <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the lap, The lapse of logic here always frustrates me to no end. When there is a show with some diversity in casting or crew, or a message of how terrifying and ugly bigoted hate can be, where there is a call to the audience to be upset about these injustices in the world, and then a conservative will stand up and be offended by the media as if they were actually called out for being these disgusting things depicted in the show. But they take the side against the people saying those things are bad. They're getting defensive and standing up to defend the racist bigots and murderers (laughs) and fight anyone who isn't their skin color and calling it just defending the conservatives. It's not, and it makes the conservatives who do that look bad, and all conservatives look bad. The show isn't making <laughs> it conservatives are bad statement. It is still tackling heavy issues in our own timeline, like I said, I'm going to call this our timeline versus the Watchmen timeline, um, that are very similar to what's going on in the show. There is no politician running for office in episode one. They're uh, They're not connecting the dots to conservatives just the clan but then a conservative will stand up and claim victimhood of the depiction of their beliefs and that's the conservative being racist and showing their bigoted ideology the show isn't drawing the line it's not connecting those dots itself at least not in episode 1 it's the conservatives who are defending it because it reminds them of themselves but this isn't a new thing that they do i've had this frustration for a while with a lot of different media and a lot of different people who will speak out about media when they're not actually the ones being attacked they're just making themselves look bad and it's it's frustrating but that's that's where i see it like i don't see that that's the point the show is making and it's not giving people those specific labels e-
1: no that i i think that was that that was a well way to, a well-stated way to answer um, um that question my my response uh to it is a lot more a lot more tempered um and and a bit more i i don't want to say neutral because it's not really a neutral response but it's 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 a bit more moderate um is is how i'd say it you know this this whole question was one of the questions that I really wrestled with myself prior to watching the show because in general I I'm not a fan of political pandering or pushing agendas and that's regardless of whether it's liberal or conservative when it when it comes to television or movies you know as I feel it it just gets in the way of good screen of good script writing and it almost always undermines the show because it's it's not genuine you know it's forced and when this is done to beloved characters or a cinematic universe um, like, like Rorschach for you, it, it comes off as, as untrue to the original material. And it's condescending to the audience. So personally, I, I hate it when this happens. As for this series, though, in The Watchmen specifically, I really think you're going to take away from it what you enter with. If you believe that the show is demonizing white people, especially males, with conservative views, you'll you'll see that. If you believe that the show is distorting conservative viewpoints, I think you'll see that too. If you believe that the show has turned Rorschach's memory into a racist Klan member, I think you'll see that as well. And if you believe the show is about cops abusing power, you'll see that also. However, If you believe the show is about disenfranchised, white people being beaten and abused just because of their views, you'll see that. If you believe that the show is politicking the inherent dangers associated with enacting reparations, you'll see that too. The point is, there are no right answers in this universe, or with the series. Humanity is fractured and broken in this universe, and the heroes in this universe are all severely damaged and can and will do both great and truly heinous things, uh, depending on your perspective. Um, And really that is what Alan Moore did in his comic books and what this series is doing now. It's a world set in muddied shades of gray where the majority of the people in it can only think in black and white. And that causes a cycle of unending hate and violence And and really it's led to the brink of humanity's uh, demise already several times. And sadly, this really isn't all that different than the world we live in now. You know, the point is, the only agenda this show is pushing is that while we should see the world in shades of gray and be objective observers, in most cases, we only see what we wanna see. And that's what makes this show tremendous and powerful viewing. So should you watch this show? I think if you can put aside your own biases for an hour, whether they be liberal, whether they be conservative, and you can be an objective viewer, you will see some of the best television that has been on the air, in my opinion, in the past decade, and very much appreciate the story. Um, I will say one word of warning, though. Uh, the series, much like the comic book, it is extremely graphic in nature. Um, it contains extraordinarily high amounts of violence, You know, a decent amount of profanity. There are adult situations. And since this is an HBO show, nudity as well. Uh, so uh, if you are severely uncomfortable with any of that, uh, the show honestly might not be for you. Uh, However, I should also say some discomfort is necessary when watching this show because in many ways That's the whole point of the Watchmen universe Uh, As for kids watching this show, I I cannot say I recommend it due to the graphic nature of the show and and the possible (laughs) misunderstandings of key concepts that said if you have a mature and thoughtful child who you believe (laughs) is capable of handling the complexities and adult nature of this show, um, then honestly, I think the show will bring up a plethora of tremendously good talking points and really deep critical analyses that I do think is beneficial, uh, you know, for quite frankly, everybody. Um, I, I believe this show has one of the best on-screen depictions of racial tensions and hatred that you will find anywhere. Um, not because it's forced, not because it's it's purposely uh, trying to to malign people with a certain belief or view, but because it seems real, quite frankly. And so, aside from those caveats I, I really i cannot recommend this show strongly enough a uh, truly exceptional job and i would go i don't think this is going far at all but for some of you who watched lost or the leftovers or or anything else i i think this is by far damon Lindelof's best work i think there is no question there like none
2: i think you made a great point Um, many great points, but one of the points about saying that people will see what they wanna see, what they're looking for out of the show. Um, That's why I I think it's really great that this show is a comic based show that's actually tackling racism because when people, only the people that want to see a show about racism are gonna watch it. So it's preaching to the Mm -hmm. choir. So Mm -hmm. when you're watching, when you see a movie you you've decided that you want to see the the movie about about racism that's usually not a person who is a racist so this is a show that's really appealing to everyone so hopefully it will start that conversation with people from all walks of life that can look at it and all and also be entertained instead of just taught a lesson like here's the history now feel bad. no it's Let's explore, let's discuss, let's really feel it and think about it and um, maybe learn from it. In a, I, I think that's what the whole purpose of art is. I, I think it's just really amazing. So yes, I think everybody should watch the show i mean not kids, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, not kids. <laughs> yeah no i mean to add, add just a little bit to what you're saying no i definitely agree with you with that i think it's one of those things where the best way to deal with real world issues in fiction is to put it in a very fictional world and let it be things that people can recognize from the real world and let it manifest that way because it is like you said this show is for anyone who wants to see like a comic book thing or a Watchmen thing it's not just a story about race it's not only that like there's a lot more to it so it's going to bring in a bigger audience and then you get to spread that message uh further also you saying black and white so much makes me realize more about how amazing all the costumes are. and Just more praise there and just like the <laughs> idea of Warshak and him being black and white, but then also Sister Knight and her black and white motif as well. And it's just really cool. more contrast, more black and white. Like, it's it's really great. I want to see if uh, maybe we see a little more gray later on <laughs> as the show continues.
2: <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, that, that was our show for tonight.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it went uh, it went pretty well. It was fun going ahead and discussing this. Um, you know, you never know how adaptations of of things you like are going to turn out, and I am always leery, um, especially when when there's a remake of, of original material. And just to see a show that again really was, Wendeloff uh, made it his his own, but it still fits the universe. That is so difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So difficult because it's it's somebody else's work, and you're never going to get things quite right. And um, <laughs> Game <of Thrones>. I, <laughs> 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 you know, <Sad. laughs> it's it's just it's just remarkable. And uh, so, controversy aside, yeah, I mean, this is a show that I really think if you like the comic books, if you like Alan Moore's work i i can all but guarantee you you're you're gonna really like this show i mean it is not uh it is not clean it is not you know uh it, it's 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 dirty it is a dirty muddied show it is and um you know there's there's there isn't good there isn't bad like the good guys they don't do good things the bad guys you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah they do bad things but they have, they have, they have, they have points to it as well, you know, and I think especially as we go into the next episode, we'll see even a little bit more of that, you know, if the cops can just come up and bust through your house just because, you know, you live in a certain place or you have a certain idea, that's pretty scary, you know, and it's, it, it created an environment that that really makes you interested in all the characters and um and where it's going to go from here so big uh big fan of the comics big fan of 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 this show and um you know looking forward to the rest of these conversations
2: yeah hopefully we'll post our next um our next show in about two weeks uh, for episode two of the Watchmen.
1: sounds good all right well goodbye all you spry tubers out there and um you know if you're listening on youtube share like subscribe um and uh, if you're listening on uh twitch that is uh what is it subscribe and follow
3: subscribe give some bits follow Uh, donate
1: (laughs) yeah and if you are listening on uh podbean yes podbean um i don't know what you can do i'll get back to you in time for the next episode (laughs) possibly subscribe rate rate uh yes only only if it's only if it's good though (laughs) (laughs) anyway Have a nice night, everybody, and uh, see you next time on Could You Do It Better?
2: Good night. night. (laughs) Bye.